0: Hello everyone and welcome back to our Word forward podcast, a place where we explore the intersection of personal development and faith through audio storytelling. My name is Estelle and as shared previously on what you can expect as an outlook for the year 2022, we would like to expand our horizon of discovering career stories and faith journeys outside of Malaysia. And praise to him, we finally secured our first breakthrough episode, with a high school friend of mine, Clement Hall a banking and finance professional who relocated to Melbourne, Australia for his studies and early professional career for more than a decade ago. Really quite some interesting stories that you can expect which double across his integration experiences and career transitions. So let's get right into it. Hey, Clement. So let me start by saying thank you for making time for our episode today and being part of this conversation all the way from Melbourne, Australia. It's been, what, almost 15 years now living in the land down under. So tell us more about you. Um, Also, what is it like there?
1: Yeah, uh, so thanks. Uh, It's my first time being on a podcast, so I'm excited and I hope this would be a a fruitful session for us and also your your audience, your listeners, whatever you call it in in a, in a podcast. So I'm Clement. I'm not sure if, uh, if that name is in your video <laughs> title, but so I'm a friend of Estelle since since high school. Like she mentioned, it's been 15, 15 20 years. Uh, right now, I'm I'm a white collar professional in Australia, specifically in the banking and finance industry. I've been in this industry all my life across various roles, right? including sales, strategy, portfolio, product, and right now I'm in digital and technology. So that's me. and how is it being in Australia now? it's been it's been I guess uh, it's like home for me now. you know I've been here for 15 years now, so I'm used to the weather now, you know four seasons, I'm used to the food. And not to mention that I think Australia has so many Asians and Malaysians. So look, it's it feels like home. It's not that different from, from you know KL or Singapore or Hong Kong. It's just it's the same place, same food, same people.
0: Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing that. I think that's that's really wonderful to hear, right? To be able to call a place home uh, and that you feel like home as well with all the interactions um, that you have with your society. That's cool. And um, so you mentioned it's been, you even call it a, a second home. Uh, was the transition, let's say 15 years ago, a natural one? How would you, how would you describe that when you came to Australia?
1: Yeah, so it, it wasn't easy because I was so I came to Australia at a at a very young age, right? Usually people come to uh, you know go overseas when they're you know, 18, 19, 20 years old. Uh, you know part way through college. I came after form 3. I'm not sure what they call it now. Uh, form 3 or whatever, but I came right after PMR. Uh, so I think I was 15 plus at that point. Um I had no one here. Uh, no family members, no family friends, uh, no friends. Uh, so it was, you know, uh a fish in a being being thrown in in an ocean, so uh, it was very it was very different. Um, I went to boarding school for three years, so that made it a bit easier. You now, because you actually live with different people, uh, I guess from the, from different countries as well. That has, that is going through the same thing that you are going through, so that's that was quite quite nice. Um, I remember right. Uh, almost every Friday, Saturday night, right? It being in a hostel. If you go through the walkway, you'd hear different languages uh, across, <laughs> across the entire hostel just on the phone speaking to their parents or their friends or their you know, girlfriends or boyfriends back in the country. So it's quite interesting, quite nice. Uh, I just felt like a small person in a brand new world. Uh, it, was, it wasn't easy to, I guess, what you call integrate into a new society but being 15 years old you don't think too much of, of this stuff so i think i was quite lucky in that sense
0: mm-hmm. it's an age where you are still exploring stuff where you're still rediscovering who you are right and in avenue of of being part of an international community i think it opens up also a lot of different perspective on how you see things it's really a, a blessing right if you reflect back that at that point of age, you do not give in to so much thought on, hey, what, what if I do this and people judge me and things like that. So I think it's, it's really a blessing if, if I yeah. tell your story. I and mean, yeah, cool.
1: yeah, I agree. I, I think at that age, we didn't have social media at that, at that age. Internet and social media wasn't that embedded in our lives as well. So mm. um, you do not have that sort of uh, pressure as well, you know, you just go to a new country, experience new things, and it's it's just so, it's just so different. You know, you have never seen the world before. You know, I came from the same small town as you, mm-hmm. so so yeah, it yeah was nice, It was also, a good experience.
0: Yeah, I think also from um let's say, church community and the environment wise, it's also quite different because uh, Malaysia, as we know, our our main uh, religion practiced by by the country is Muslim. And then in Australia, Christianity is one of the, the biggest or, or largest religions and active communities, I would say. How how that actually help you to further develop your, your faith journey? Yeah,
1: actually, I wouldn't call... Uh, so, so, so I think this would be the same. So Australia and Switzerland, where you are, it will probably be similar. So the majority of the people are Christians. Uh, but they're Christian on paper, so that doesn't mean that, you know, they they go to church, you know, that doesn't mean that, you know, they, 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 they communicate with, uh, with God, right? So, um, but I was quite lucky that uh, I met a few other peers who are also Christians. And then I remember we were church hunting. Um, one of the churches that uh, we went was Planet Shaker. I'm, I'm sure you're familiar. Uh, Planet Shakers was really big back then. Um, they had a home church in Melbourne, so uh, I remember we were taking public transport to, to Planet Shakers every Sunday. It's a massive, massive church. Um, music is, is, is loud as well. It's like a concert. It's literally like a pop star concert. But uh um, but it was fun. Um, we ended up. I mean, I ended up selling on a smaller church. I think it's mainly, a lot of Taiwanese and. Singaporeans in that church, been there for a few years during my high school years, um, and and then in my uni days, uh, I actually stopped going to church for what one to two years, so that wasn't good. But then I I went back to church after I started working. Um, right now I'm in a, a what you call a family church. It's it's, it's not big it's not like planet shakers but it's decent size I think it's what 600 members or so so I've been going there for many years now it's been it's been okay
0: mm-hmm. cool but uh, thanks thanks for sharing your experience there I think yeah we do have different seasons in our life and as we walk through I think what's most important is to to know that you can always, rely on God, and um, he's always there. So he has never forsaken us. We always go back to him.
1: I think it was, you were talking about how different churches would probably be in two different countries, and I actually feel mm-hmm. that. So in Malaysia, or in Asian countries, I would say, I think in terms of sermons, right, I think it's very structured. You know, it's very theoretical. Mm-hmm. Whereas in, in Western society, in churches, it's, it's less structured. It's always about it's, uh you say storytelling right the speaker would talk about their life you know their stories or their friend's stories or whatever and then yeah. what are the learnings that's something that i love then, even now i'm still not used to um, I, I prefer the old school you know line by line verses uh and then and then it will be about, about the speaker mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah i think for sure there's different different styles and uh also for me personally, I've experienced uh, various churches when I was back in KL as well. I think uh, being in Switzerland now is a bit difficult because uh, of the, the place where I live in, there isn't too many English-speaking churches, so mostly Swiss-German. Um, therefore, I'm still at the moment um, attending churches back home, but uh, through online means yeah it's very interesting right
1: different churches would 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 do things very differently and ultimately it's the same same purpose do you remember we've got a friend uh you know he went to america for two years Uh he was actually in i think detroit or some i forgot which 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 state he was in Uh but basically he was in a black area right he told me when he went Uh to church he had a massive culture shock (laughs) You know, in TV, you know, when, when you see the black uh, the black people worshipping, the African-Americans worshipping, it's mm. completely different. Uh, he had a comp- complete culture shock. I thought that was quite interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but this is quite cool, right? Uh, whether it's an on-site experience or now with technology, a lot of um, reach are also going through online means and um, that doesn't deter us from learning his teachings. I think that is a very beautiful thing and, and we should also appreciate it. And yeah, I just wanted to also rather fast forward, right? So you mentioned 15 years ago, you then uh, went to Australia, learned how to integrate also with this international community, going to to uni of course, and then graduating and entering the workforce. I think, can you share a bit of your career journey as a um, finance graduate and maybe walk us through. Yeah. How has it
1: been for you? Yeah, so 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 I I did not get into finance intentionally. Um it was I I, I'll say it was more of a coincidence. Um so when I so I guess the education system in Australia can be a bit different from Malaysia. So you there's a few exams that you have to take before uni if you want to, uh, I guess study for you know specific courses. For example, let's say if you wanted to do medicine, there's an exam that you've got to take while you're in high school. So if you don't take that exam, you can't get into medicine, right? So, I was this new kid in a new country, new system, new people, uh, no guidance at all. So I actually missed out on a lot of uh potential courses that I could attend. Uh, because I didn't know anything. I didn't go to any exams or courses or anything like that. So I didn't have many choices when it came to uni. Um, I just shortlisted what I did not want to. And I ended up with finance. And it it was also uh, one of the shortest course. It was three years. Uh, I didn't want to study for too long. I'm not a... I don't enjoy studying. So so yeah, that's how I got into finance. And then after I graduated, I applied to many, many jobs right across different industries. I think I was applying into accounting, uh, finance, financial planning, um, just plenty of jobs. Right? I think I was going into like risk and stuff as well. Um, I, I didn't have any jobs for I think six to nine months. I remember I was working in a dumpling shop, just to spend time and earn some extra income. But I ended up getting a job in banking, in you know, in a bank. So that's how I got into banking. Uh I also I think I also took a gap year in between uh, I think I took a six months' holiday before I started working, so that was good. I had some money saved up from working in dumping shop. <laughs> so um ultimately I got into banking and then while I was in banking, uh again, you know, I rotated across different jobs, you know, whether it's sales, back office, front office, you know. The bank is massive, right? You know, you've got 50,000 employees in a bank. You know, it was, it's it's a multinational company. So every jobs out there, it would be in a bank, right? If you wanted to get into let's say marketing or design or, or risk or legal or anything, they're all in the bank as well. So that's one of the great things in working in a multinational company. Alright, so the, across the past about six to seven years, I, uh, I've always felt at, uh, I guess, job interviews, I wouldn't say job interviews, sorry, I always felt at getting what I wanted in, in the bank. Um, job movements were always due to you know personal connections or just coincidence, being lucky. It's not something that I initially wanted. right? Um, however, what I found is that all of them turned out to be extremely rewarding Right, it can whether it was a great team, great people to learn from, or it was a uh, a lot to learn in that role, and that's something you only find, you know, a few years down the road, right? Or it was a good move on the resume. So, looking back, you know, I think a lot of those things happen by coincidence, it's, It it's almost feels like you know someone put that into plans. Actually, you know, one interesting thing I remembered was um. There was this job a few years ago that I really wanted. Um, it was about doing some strategy work for a digital transformation. right? I didn't get the job, but then three months after, that team, that entire team got made redundant. So I thought, okay, good thing I didn't get that job, right? Otherwise, I'll be left with a, with a mortgage and no job. So so yeah, this is, this is, things have sort of fallen into place for me in my career so far.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and thanks for sharing that. I think it's very interesting because you. I think a lot of people has this uh, perspective that it's, it's good, right, to enter a, a multinational company. But I think um, being in a, in a big company, that also means that you have to, to really learn how to integrate yourself to the culture that is already uh, at present. Because usually these companies are, are there for quite many years already. So to really be attentive to to how people interact or what are some uh, social routines, uh, of course, on top of your professional work. I think that's always been something interesting um, that I've personally experienced as well. And I like the fact that you shared uh, about your personal career development, right, that... um, Especially being a very young, enthusiastic professional, we tend to want to plan our, our way, and it's often up, so oh, plan our way up, right the corporate ladder and so on. And uh, what you just shared was, was quite interesting, is that at most times we don't always get what we plan. And I just want to delve that a little bit more on the example that you shared that you maybe didn't get it and, and not knowing that the the team would be made redundant, right? So at that point of time, for sure, you did not know. You just know that it's something very attractive, will be very interesting and fascinating to have it in your CV, right? To, to really build up that set of skill sets and to have that exposure. How did you navigate through the emotions when they... Um, rejected your application?
1: Oh, uh, so at the start, right, at the start of my, i would say, my career, uh, even before my career, whenever there's a rejection or failures, you would always feel, uh, you, you feel down, right? You feel depressed. You're like, why? Uh, and, and, and it's a vicious cycle. You know, the, the more failures or rejections you go through, the less confident you are in yourself. And that really affects you. Um, but then through a, couple, a lot of experience, right, um, uh, it, it, you sort of learn that, hey, sometimes it's, it's just about, uh, it, it's just got closing the doors, the door for you, right? It, it, it may not be the best thing for you. And I've sort of really experienced that throughout my career. When when a door closes, another does open and that door always leads to a brighter path. So that's that's been something that I've, I'm have i living, uh, that I'm, that I'm, I guess, living by.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's an interesting take, right, that you also learn from the experience that you have this faith and hope that this door, although it's disappointing, maybe it's not for me, so God is saying no or, or even wait at times where it is the right door, but it might not, not be the right time. So there are of course all these uh, crossroads, I would phrase it, that we will experience. Um, I yeah, just wanted
1: yeah, and, to. Also, and, and, yeah. Oh, I mean, I was just saying, even even if you go back towards like when I first graduated and I was looking for mm-hmm. a job, right? I mean, I applied to so many jobs, I got rejected by so many jobs, so many different people, and I, I ended up getting into it, into banking. But now that I look back, right, I wouldn't do anything else instead of banking. It's something that I'm really good at. And, 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 and yeah, I mean, doors are shut, right? At that point of time, you, you're so disappointed, like, w- why can't I find a job, right? It's been ages, you know, you, you spend so much time preparing for interviews, uh, tweaking your resumes and whatnot. But then now that you look back, you're like, hey, actually, all this were according to a plan, you know, it's, uh, it's just got sh- shutting different doors for you to get into the right, right door.
0: Yep. And for sure he knows the gifts that has imparted in you much better than you and I do. And therefore I think that's always wonderful to look back and you would see then the, the dots are connected in the end. But I think of course it's easier said than done, right? And now that it's it's easier to look back and than to look forward knowing that things are not sure how they would turn out. I think the pandemic, in an example, has taught us very much how uncertainties can be very daunting, how things can really be out of our control. And we also can't do a lot about it. So there are a lot of, um, it it humbles us, all these experiences, I would say. And it it, is in all these weaknesses that we experience that we also see that his strength is the the ultimatum that will never change. And sometimes, in in the in the high of things, we tend to forget that. Um, but it is, like I said, in the the times of of low and weaknesses where his goodness is the most obvious, and, and that is uh, indeed something we should appreciate more.
1: Yeah, um, and and I like to add also add. You know, you mentioned that these failures. It humbles us, but also I also add that it also strengthens our faith in Him. So when nothing is going right, you know, all you have is your faith in Him. Like you've got nothing else. There's no other choice. All you can do is trust in Him. And when it eventually does come through, you know, it, you know that you know it's all Him, right? It's nothing else. So it does humbles you, and it it also does strengthen you.
0: Yep, and I I like how you say it, it's it's nothing else, it's just him, because at times like this, a lot of noise are, are more or less removed, right? And and you know that you have tried a lot of things, trying to, to keep things under control, trying to influence it, but in the end, it didn't work. So yeah, I think that's that's a really compelling argument that uh, we should always seek him first, so not to again go through this, this need of controlling things, which is difficult, uh, which is which can be difficult because uh, human human beings like to do that. We feel that uh, we we like to control things and stuff. But um, I mean, just to bring in a candid example, like it sometimes is is quite refreshing um, to not know what is installed for us next. Uh, for example, if you were to watch a movie, you also wouldn't want to have spoilers. You know, at first, right, you want to really go through that experience of um, the, how the storytelling is, is done. And, and there you really get the uh, money's worth from your, your movie tickets. So oh, that's
1: a very good example. I didn't I didn't think of that. But that's a really good one. Um, and I also wanted to ask you about your own experience, right? Whether you've felt particularly lost at one point in your, you know, your career or before your career? Is it a similar is
0: it similar yeah, for you i, I would say there are aspects of similarity especially in the uh, in the view of uncertainties and the need for control so that's for sure is similar but i guess it's a it was a very different context for me so i could uh for sure share a little bit so it happened exactly two plus years ago so when i was still in um in my company in the IT department that was back in Kuala Lumpur. And at that time, it felt like uh, I was in the process of finishing my master's. So I was already planning, trying to plan ahead uh, what would be next um, after, let's say, finishing my part-time master's. um, From a career perspective, what should I explore next? Because there's always this tendency to, to, maybe explore more and also to do something a little bit different, right, to be out of comfort zone. So I'm a, uh, just to share, I'm a person that is quite fearful that I will be in my comfort zone, especially for too long, because um, that means that I'm also not learning. And I might just be stuck in the, the thing uh, thick of things and, and not improving. So that's all, uh, a bit of my personality. And At that time, I was uh, let's say being a planner. <laughs> I like to, to to see uh, even two three steps ahead. Right, uh, what would that mean? Maybe which uh, assignments which I, uh, would I be considering and how to do that? Uh, but in the neck of things, uh, I soon realized very soon that uh, things didn't even go according to the plan. Not even the first step. <laughs> um and that there was a lot of frustration like like how you share right there there was always this disappointment and frustration that hey things are not going according to my plan i feel stuck um what like what what else can i do and there's always this tendency to to try to solve it um with our human abilities which is not necessary the, the correct way um and that led me to, let's say, um, reflecting, also seeking God um, in, in those times that I, I said, God, I've tried uh, many things. Can you give me some guidance and signs um, on, on what I can do or if I'm even asking the right question, if, if the next steps is even what I should look into or is there something else? So there's this time of reflection, and um, long story short, uh, God, again, does um, his plan in his miraculous way. He opened doors that I didn't even know existed. Um, So, for example, going to this, uh, having this opportunity to to work abroad in Switzerland was something that I know is possible, but I was looking more of a one-year assignment. And um, he was... Through his um, ways, telling me that hey, if you wanna go abroad, one year is not sufficient to really, to really get uh, the experience itself. Uh, so he even marked it up to three years, which caught me off guard, to be honest. Uh, and I was like, am I even ready for this? So there was this, uh, yeah, I don't know, debate, right? That uh, you want something. And when it's even to to a more extreme extent, you feel that you're not ready. So the imposter syndrome and stuff like that came in, and uh, I think that whole journey itself for me was was a learning. Uh, nevertheless, it turns out um, always better than planned and always better than expected. And yeah, so that's a bit of uh, <laughs> my sharing. But yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's something that all. All of us would go through. Um, I think all, all mm-hmm. young adults will go through. Um, you know whether if it's you know whether when you first uh, finish studying, or whether you're looking for work, or whether mm-hmm. you're a, a young professional looking for other jobs. You know you're not happy with your current job. You know you you think you know what you want, but you actually don't know what's what's the best for you. You know you can feel very lost. Um, mm-hmm. You go on social media, you see all your friends and everyone else doing well. You now you get you wonder what's wrong with you. You get this pressure as well. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think we both can agree that God knows you more than you know yourself, right? He knows what's, what will be mm-hmm. the best for you. Yeah, he knows yep. the world more than you as well. Uh, it works in a mysterious yeah. way. It would be good if you know if if, if if you look up look up the the sky and then he writes his message to you in a cloud, right? I mean, but mm. th- that's not how no, it why works. Why can be that
0: straightforward, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that's not how it works. So,
0: yeah, but I think he, like you said, he knows um, us better than we do, and I think that's also the reason why he does not explicitly right, the the instructions in the sky so or let's say how how we see our development would be because uh, i guess also reflecting right he he did share a lot of his um uh, the the way and the teachings in the bible right it's it's so comprehensive and it still stands today despite all the different circumstances and times that we're in but again and again, we do not go really back to even what was written. We tend to even challenge it with our, I don't know, intellectual minds. And we think that, hey, this is not relevant anymore and stuff like that. So I think he really knows how to, to teach us, which is important, not through very explicit instructions, which he, host, uh, which he also provides us through the Bible, but also through a lot of all these experiences and encounters. And I think that's um, that's really the characteristic of a great teacher. Yeah.
1: Yes. And, and, and this isn't a destination as well. I think it's more of a journey, like right? even right now, right? Even years after being uh, working, right? It's been many years, six to seven years, you know, I'm still lost. I still don't know what I want to do. I still don't know what's best for me, where, where we want to go to. I'm quite sure you you can relate to this as well. So I think it, it's never ending, but you, you start to trust in him. You learn how to trust in him and just believe in his plans. So I think that's very encar- that's very encouraging for me. Anyway, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, uh, it comforts me a lot more.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think that goes well with being part of, of a church, of a church community or fellowship, because then you get to to do life together in different seasons. Uh, as you said, it's always learning and we as human we tend to sometimes forget again and then need some support and reminder and that's always how we we would do better and better um with his grace i think you yeah we we also talk uh, a bit before this uh, episode uh when we when we caught up with each other's um i was i always have the question then what's what's next for you Clement? Because we're at the, let's say, I would say even prime uh, of of um, really looking into to growing our careers, taking it to the next step since we have a couple of experience outside of university now. So what's really installed next for you?
1: Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm joining a startup in two months' time. It literally wasn't planned at all. Um, I just had an ex-colleague reach out to me, asking mm. me if I wanted a job. I was like, yeah, you know, uh, and yeah, I'll be joining a, a, a completely different company and people, a bit of a different industry as well um, mm-hmm. in two months time. And I'm quite excited. It's a it will be a big change for me personally. You know, it's a different role as well. So this is a, I've always been in, uh, I guess, finance, product manager in finance, you know, finance, investment, things like that. This role is in uh is in it's a technology role I'll be a product owner working on digital products so it's a, it's a 1 180 degree change
0: Wow I mean thanks first for sharing this very exciting news I think mean, I could even call it fresh from the oven because it just happened recently and yeah I think it's- Really exciting, and if I recall from your your sharing in the earlier part of this episode, you were at one point of your time in your career looking forward to be part of digital transformation, right? In your let's say in our previous company, and the role of product owner for yeah. yeah for finance product fits. I I could even say fits exactly. <laughs> to to what you desired
1: yeah and it sort of uh, sort of uh, uh, came into place um, i wouldn't mm-hmm. have gotten this role if i didn't have you know various experience back in you know back in my entire career that i didn't really want it so if you, if you think about it you know it all it all makes sense right? it's a uh, pieces of puzzles coming into place
0: mm-hmm. yeah and i I mean, I have also um, interactions with a, a couple of of my mentor, and they always emphasize that, especially in in our age around 20, 20 plus, it's always more important to to sharpen up your skill sets, right? Than to to really go for the uh, benefits and so on or the titles. So to really be equipped with all the different experiences, the exposure. And in your case, in even various functions, right, um, front and, and back office, even, yeah, I think that really helps you to grow as a person, and of course to prepare you for for where God see you fit best. And um, really excited again for your your new role. I think it's it's gonna be a steep learning curve for sure. So that is um, expected, but I think you just have to enjoy the process of it and um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm fully trusting enjoy in him that. and see, yeah. see, see where it takes me. Like, uh, I'm going in mm-hmm. with zero expectation. And mm-hmm. I think that's a good attitude to have.
0: Yes, cool, cool. So that's that's very nice. And I assume this position is also in, in Melbourne? Yeah, it is. OK, so my, my next question would be, I think, a pretty standard question that you often get, right? Um, being a, a born Malaysian, any plans that um, to some point of time you would return to, to Malaysia and um...
1: uh, Yes, there are plans. I mean there, there mm-hmm. is a plan, but again, I don't know I don't know if it'll come through or not, right? I'm just going where it takes me. I mean I, I thought I was gonna go back to Malaysia after I graduated. It didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going back a few years ago um, when I had another job offer in Malaysia didn't happen so i'm not sure if it will happen or not but eventually i feel that uh god may want me to go back to malaysia
0: mm-hmm.
1: i've got that i've got that i've got that feeling
0: mm. so trust in his timing i guess uh, yeah trusting since his he timing, opened that's right, his yeah. for you i think embrace it and um yeah for sure he would uh, let you know when the time is right mm-hmm Cool. And uh, thanks, thanks for sharing so much uh, of your career backstory and also what's upcoming for you next. I think that's, that's really, really cool. And I think this is something that we would try in uh, today's episode, which I haven't tried in previous uh, work for Work uh, uh, guest speaker. So we'll go through a series of rapid fire question, maybe two or three questions and yeah, just answer candidly or spontaneously so that our listeners also get to know uh, about you more. So my first question would be, who's your favorite character in the Bible and why?
1: Uh, is saying Jesus cheating?
0: Nope. There's no...
1: <laughs> Alright, so if if answering Jesus is not cheating, I'll go with Jesus because uh, everything he says makes so much sense and it's things that I haven't thought of before so yeah my 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 answer is Jesus
0: right cool next question what's your favorite worship song uh
1: light of the world no reason just light of the world has been in my head uh for the part, in the past about 15 20 years
0: okay then uh I would say the final one how do you distinguish a no a in prayer.
1: A no or a wait in prayer. Uh mm-hmm. well that's a that's a tough one. To me it's the same thing, right? To me it's it, it's not a yes, so God's telling you to hold, right? It can be a no, it can be a wait, we don't know. But it's basically God telling us to hold. So I, I don't differentiate between them. Uh, mm-hmm. to me it's just either hey go ahead or hold. Right? Hold can mean wait, can be no, but it's it's, it's it's the same to me sorry it mm-hmm. didn't answer your question but
0: <laughs> it's okay it's uh to a bit test the yeah it's it should be an authentic sharing so there's no right or wrong answer wait
1: what about you so who's your favorite bible character
0: my favorite character i wouldn't say favorite at this point of time because i'm i'm, I'm really catching up on um, on the Bible reading this this year, so that is one of my targets. Uh, but I quite admire Moses at the moment. Um, I think he has always a series of challenges that is presented to him, and that he doesn't even have a choice to say no. I don't wanna. I don't wanna address these challenges. So a lot of mandate and expectation was just placed for him, uh, and he has a very stubborn group of uh, people to, to lead uh, but again and again I know he is human like all of us and has his uh, mistakes but he is someone that shows a lot of grit and persistency um, even to a point that he he knows that he's not even able to see the promised land before he, he leaves this world but yet he still stay faithful to the Lord and um, let say do his best to to lead the people not easy but uh, i would say if he's living in our time he will be one of the the iconic leaders of today
1: <laughs> i agree i agree with you
0: <laughs> but yeah that's at least um one of the characters that i i think has a it's a very interesting <laughs> character at the moment cool um So as we're nearing the end of our episode, uh, what would you advise our listeners, uh, especially when they're still in the midst of navigating through uh, uncertainties, like what we have uh, both shared, and how would you advise them on how to step really into our purpose in his presence?
1: Yeah, so I would say, you know, we, both me and SL, we completely understand how lost you can feel at times. Are confused with can be at times, but you just have to trust him, right, with his, through his, his will, his power, that uh, he, he knows you more than you know yourself, you know, he knows the world more than you know, uh, so you just need to put your trust in him and uh, everything will work out. That's my advice.
0: Yes, and amen. So, thank you once again, Clement, for your very cool sharing and conversation. So uh, may this story be an inspiration to all our listeners out there. And if you know someone from your circles or friends or, or even family that may resonate uh, to Clement's uh, story, really pay it forward by passing it on so that we may all experience his goodness and enjoy this wonderful blessing. Uh, so once again, to all our listeners, thanks for tuning in to Word for Work, And we'll see you in our next episode. Take care and God bless.
1: Thanks. It's been a pleasure.
0: Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to this week's release of Word WordForward. Do follow us on our socials and subscribe for more content. And we'll see you in our next episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.